Sam Speaks podcast is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising for real estate brilliantly simple. Choose your zip codes and build your brand. Thrill your seller with digital ads for listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. If you go to AdWorks.com and use coupon code SAMSPEAKS, all one word, you can save 15% off on your new campaign. Thanks for watching and tuning in to Sam Speaks. Today we have a very interesting real estate agent, Stephen David Elliott. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for being here. I, I really enjoyed the conversation we had beforehand, yeah, getting was, in the groove. We could talk forever, it but obviously <laughs> we need to kind of focus here. And the focus right. today is building your network. Stephen's done an amazing job at not just building a network, but creating this massive following. So my first question is really, how did you even come up with the idea of creating a network? And how has that helped you grow your business? Well, I've been working for myself since I'm 21 years old mm -hmm. in a variety of entrepreneurial just a few ways. Years now. Just a few years. I'm only 102 years old. <laughs> you really can't tell. Just a little bit of wrinkles here. But uh, I had my last incarnation before real estate, I owned bookstores and I mm -hmm. dealt in rare books and out of print and used books. And I found in marketing it, the best thing to do is not to market my business. It was to have events around my business that mm -hmm. brought people in, helping other people through events. And I'd come up for an idea for utilizing networking for lead generation. Mm -hmm. And it was very robust. Social media was just coming into play. And I went to a couple real estate agents here locally, spoke about the program, and they were ecstatic. Mm -hmm. They all opened up checkbooks before there was even any social proof. And I said, well, someone wants to buy my bookstores. It's an opportunity for me to create this lead program, this lead generation system through networking, and give it the social proof by becoming a real estate agent myself. Sure. So how has bringing in other real estate agents and networking with other real estate agents helped grow you and bring you more business? Well, it's sort of like the mayor syndrome. Sure. When you're the real estate agent, you want to be the king or the mayor of your area, uh, have a very large sphere. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, they... Well, I sort of act counterintuitively. A lot of people prevent re other real estate agents from participating in their networking events. I encourage as many of them to come as possible. But ultimately, when I have events that have 300 to 1,000 people attending every month, it's crazy. I hand them a business card when they come in, and I say, I'm Stephen David Elliott, I'm the organizer of the event, and I'm now your real estate agent. How are you getting some, are you paying people to come? I mean, that's a lot of people. I mean, I'm lucky. I think, you know, when I have 70 brokers come to my broker's open, I'm like thrilled, but you have a thousand people. Well, well, uh, I mean, it's you, <laughs> ostensibly it's about the actual event, but the reality is it's about the social media. Uh, I purposely do not do any cold calls. I don't call uh, for sale by owners. I don't call expires and I do no door knocking. Uh, I only believe in branding, and I mm -hmm. only use products uh, for branding. You know, for example, AdWorks is a great product mm -hmm. and works well with what I'm doing. But utilizing Facebook and Meetup, I was able to just create an enormous group, and I have a full system that utilizes ambassadors and delegates in the community to help me grow my group. So I'm known for being able to put uh, 
part of my French butts and seats. Mm -hmm. So a builder will call me up and say, hey, we're having a little trouble. We're not getting people in. And I'll say, well, let's, uh, why don't you pay for a brunch? I'll put it out on social media and let's see how many people will come up. And of course, everybody who comes are now my buyers. Mm -hmm. And we'll have 150, 200 people show up on so, a Sunday for brunch. That's amazing. Utilizing social media and meetup. In fact, uh, my meetup group was just recognized by Meetup Corporate is one of the most successful and active meetups in the world. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Take me through an event. So let's say I see your ad on Facebook um, and I see you're having an open house. Are you doing anything specific or different? What, what makes well, your event so I, special? The, well, what makes them special is, first of all, the social media that's attached to it. There's a numerous community groups that are set up with it, referrals and recommendation pages that are all branded to me, mm -hmm. as well as my actual event pages and meetup pages. And I'm always asking people to help other people and encourage growing community. So I never really have to ask for business. The business just comes through me. So because the event is supported by social media, I literally just sit and someone will pop up a messenger and say, hey, Stephen, can you, are you taking on new clients now? Sure. I haven't had a listing appointment in a year and a half. That's insane. Mm -hmm. And uh, my production over last year has doubled and I'm individual. I don't have a team, but uh, I look around at the teams in the area and I surpass many of them. Why is it that you don't have a team? Do you not want a team? Do you not believe in teams? I, my, I'm very set in my ways. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel that once I have 100 sides per year and I have something that's really moving on its own and has tremendous, tremendous momentum, mm -hmm. that would be the time to start the team. I do work with my wife. She's unlicensed. She's my muse. She goes to the events with me. She gets to be a superstar. She also keeps my calendars. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a, an enormous amount of transactions. How many transactions per year? Well, so far, so far this year, and mind you, it's just me. I've had 34 transactions. Wow. That's great. <laughs> yes. And it's so uh, how I mean, obviously, you have the wife, which you're mm -hmm. lucky. But I mean, there's got to be some well, other my processes. networking event is fantastic mm -hmm. because I have all my vendors from that. So if we're preparing a listing for sale, I can have multiple vendors out. They want to please me because I help them so much in their business. So I can have three movers out. I can have four stagers, right. different corporate people, and they keep it moving along. And because they know that I help them so much with their business and I want them to succeed, they'll go over and above for my clients, right. giving them preferential prices, uh, you know, making sure that everything is done to perfection. How do you stay organized? Do you have a set schedule every day that you live by? Do you have different technology that you use? Well, we are old. That's the old fashioned part. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we spend a lot of time on social media and, and using internet marketing. Of course I do, mm -hmm. but I love the old fashioned whiteboards. I started off with a brokerage that had the whiteboards where, you know, they had you competing against one another. Sure. I have five whiteboards sitting in my, my bedroom. So every morning I see my tasks, I block out my days, and uh, I, I tend to do appointments three months out. Let's hypothetically say, and I don't really expect this to happen, but Facebook went down, all forms of social media went down. What would you, what would, what's the first old school way of marketing that you would resort to 
to get your word out and why? Well, I do have a very large database. My mm -hmm. database is 20,000 names and uh, addresses. Mm -hmm. So I love paper. I, I own bookstores you know, for many, many years. So I right. love the field paper. I would, I would do my events you know, through snail mail and uh, through picking up the telephone and calling people. I mean, imagine that, that, a voice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I always tell people, you know, it's great to be on social, but and it's great because you're on social, but then you actually physically meet people and right. you talk to people. But so many people forget you need to show that you are a live human being. I, I love inbound leads, I and mean, that's the holy grail for me. I've had a lot of sales training, self-taught much mm -hmm. of it, but uh, I mean, we could do a whole other show on what I've learned from sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. I love the calls to be coming in, and that's what I've created. Literally, if I did no social media for a month, I would still have those leads coming in and my pipeline full. Sure. So how did you even think to create this networking? I mean, did you get in real estate and immediately go start and start to plan events or kind of it, it, what was that well, process? I mean, I chose a brokerage that had a retail space in a high-end uh, uh, part of town uh, where there are really good retail stores. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to, they put me in that space. They sort of knew my reputation of marketing, even though I had never sold a piece of real estate. Mm -hmm. And I just went to all the merchants and I said, I'm Stephen David Elliott and I'm representing so-and-so brokerage and I'm their liaison between uh, the real estate community and your stores. And I'm gonna be doing incredible things around here and I'd like you to participate. Mm -hmm. And then I did a direct mail piece, which cost me absolutely nothing because I was helping that company with their marketing and developing their product, where I mailed to tens of thousands of people, Stephen David Elliott presents these fine businesses. Mm -hmm. So I had a very good rapport with them. So when I started my events, they just took off. Mind you, I've spent zero dollars in marketing except for AdWorks in four years. All of my venues provide all the alcohol and food and the space for free to me. How much would you say you spend on, you said you don't spend on marketing, but let's, you know, let me take that back. Let's say I have $200 a month to spend. What would you advise me and guide me to spend that $200 on? That's all I have. I, that's the first thing you, I would do is buy a nice pair of shoes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know with my pairs of shoes. But. No, but I mean, really, uh, perception is everything. You need right. to be a success out of the gate. A lot of people are coming from uh, other fields where they were a great success, but they get in real estate and they feel less than. Right. Don't let other agents make you feel less than. Don't make the clients make you feel less than. Because if you're willing to work for them really hard and give in order to get, you are going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So take that $200 and put it in your gas tank, in your shoes, and get out there and, and meet people. Right. I just found a way that I could meet many, many people in a very quick fashion. Right. And you mentioned that you're always handing out your business card. So you do, even though you're, you're telling me how important social is and internet is, you do a lot of old school methods. Right. The, the social... The importance of the social is I'm creating an enormous sphere, right? How do I manage that sphere and how do I leverage it? Mm -hmm. I do that through social media. That way I can touch on that sphere on a regular basis and I can utilize them to help my business. So 
for example, I had a listing yesterday. It hasn't been getting too many showings. So I put that out to my sphere and I had over 2000 shares on social media. That's awesome. At no cost. You know, I'm not buying Facebook ads or anything like that. Sure. That's really, really interesting. And that was within a few hours, mind you. That's nuts. Well, mm-hmm. hopefully it's going to be selling soon. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But you want to show the client that you're doing something. So the beauty of social media is you can tag them in, in what you're doing. Right. Because they a lot of the, a lot of the perception is you just put a sign in the ground mm-hmm. and then you walk away. Mm-hmm. I like to provide value and show them that I'm really working to help them. And, and by helping them, guess what? It helps me too. It helps my brand. Right. The Stephen David Elliott name gets out there. Right. Would you say that you focus more on your brand or more on building your business of leads? Well, I mean. Because a lot of people get those mixed up. They think, let's just build a brand, build a brand. But building a brand doesn't necessarily bring you leads. Well, in, in my case, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, building the brand through the networking, there's a lot of, uh, you know, hands being pressed. There's lots of deals being made. Mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to participate in things that other real estate agents just aren't that are very lucrative. Uh, I think, you know, I live locally, but I think globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I utilize AdWorks, for example, to reach all over the country to market, you know, higher end properties and also just the area as well. Sure. To capture those people before they move here. But leads leads go hand in hand, I feel, with the brand. Sure. You know, being omnipresent. But it, it's working it. Uh, you know, putting those in the pipeline and make sure that you're keeping up with them. And while I was waiting to film this with you, someone that I spoke to a year ago about putting their house on the market called in. And I said, are you ready? And they're like, yes! With exclamation <laughs> points. But... I've been able to keep up with them because they, even though they don't go to my events any longer Mm -hmm. because of the career they're in, they follow what I do. And they know that I can market their home and get their home out there. Well, I think that's, it's an interesting point that you make because a lot of times people think, well, I'm spending all this money on internet marketing and I have these ads, but I'm not getting any buyers or sellers from it. But it's always important for agents to know not everyone is looking to buy or sell today or even tomorrow, or even, you know, six months from now. But when they are, you need to be front and center in their mind. Well, also the brand is very important uh, when you go into negotiations, of course. Uh, People look up your production, they look up who you are and who you know, and that's very advantageous to your client, whether they be a buyer or a seller. Right. So that's another reason why it's important to keep the brand. So you've talked about a lot of sellers. Do you not work with buyers? Do you prefer sellers? I'm 50-50, I'm okay. and, and I like both. And they both have their ups, and they both have their downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably I keep my phone on way longer than I need to. I, have, I do have clients in Asia, and I have clients here in the United States. The ones in Asia, if they need to talk to you at 2 o'clock in the morning, they're going to give you a text. Of and, course. And I want to help them and service them. But uh, what do I prefer? When I'm having a difficult seller or a, a difficult selling situation with another agent, I go, wow, I wish I was dealing only in buyers. Mm-hmm. When it goes the other way, it's with buyers, it's with sellers. So right. it's really about equal. I like working with both. It and, depends on the day. And of course, I love the whole, I love the networking part of it. I like helping people in the community. I mean, I started off as a social worker. 
So it was working with the elderly, and it's great synchronicity for real estate to be a social worker. So I'm not money motivated. I'm not commission motivated. I'm motivated about building community and being part of the community. Mm -hmm. So let's say when you first got your license, did you have any goals that you set and did you achieve those goals for that first year? And how did your first year change from your next year and so on? Well, I mean, my goal really wasn't to succeed necessarily in real estate. It was to prove my system. I just happened to have a great system that Mm -hmm. helped me succeed. Uh, My first six months in real estate, the market was really, really bad. And I was in the top 1% of my brokerage internationally in my first six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's doubled every year since. I mean, it's not like I've been in real estate for 20 years. I've only been in real estate for four. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. How do, Have you had any kind of backlash from agents? I mean, you seem to have a huge following when you have these events. But obviously, not, not everyone wants to play Play nice. So how do you uh, the majority? Work with the majority are, are, are very nice. I mean, mm-hmm. I really haven't had backlash because I will do anything to help them, mm-hmm. uh, really, and uh, help them with their marketing. Work with them in a collaborative way, manner. Uh, do lunch and learns, webinars. Uh, I feel that everything in real estate is collaborative. We're on the same team. Sure. And the more real estate agents I know and and help, the better it is. I guess for my buyers and sellers too. Sure. One thing a lot of agents try to figure out is balance. You're married. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you obviously need to spend some time with the wife, spend some just time centering yourself and just kind of enjoying everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say? What's kind of an average day for you? You wake up, what do you do? Yeah, when I, you go to bed? I mean, I wake up in the morning, I make, uh, get my children up, mm-hmm. I make uh, breakfast for them, pack their lunches. Uh, drive them to school, mm-hmm. and then I, I just start my day going through my calendar. Of course, it's all blocked out. There's time for taking phone calls or times for speaking to sellers. There's my time doing social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I've made it so that I, we go away twice a month, my wife and I. You know, so. How do you do all of that? I'm very good at time management. <laughs> I mean, I've worked for myself. I've never had a boss. I'm not, I'm not trainable. I'm disruptive in training. Uh, I'm incorrigible. So I've never had any training in real estate. Everything is self-taught. I mean, Mm -hmm. Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar, I mean, talk about old school. That's how I learned about sales. Sure. But because I can't be taught, that makes me learn things on my own, which is out-of-the-box thinking. And the market rewards people that do things differently. And I'm sure you know that very well. Yeah. Yeah. I also didn't have any official training it's, I feel that you, everyone kind of learns in a very different way. For you, obviously, you saw the niche and you saw the void and you created these events because that's what worked for you. But the wallflower, the person that's not so social, probably going the event route, it's not going to really work for them. Well, I mean, I, say, I feel like I'm an extroverted introvert. Yeah. I mean, if I can just stay home all day with my wife because she works with me all day, mm-hmm. that would be fantastic. So by doing the events, I really only have to leave my house to go to one event per month. Right. I just go to mine. Of course, in the beginning when I started, I went to everything and anything I had an invitation to. Right. So that gives me a lot of balance. So except for you know the occasional emergency phone call or fire to be put out, my evenings are free. 
Now, as far as other agents, there's a lot of agents in this market that follow what I do, mm -hmm. and they're doing their own events now too. And I actually created a 10-hour video course that agents all over the country take, and some have taken here. And they can utilize that. They don't have to have events with 300 people to be successful. I just happen to love the, you know, the limelight and right. helping that many people. But well, they have if their, you only have one event, you might as well make it a big one. Yeah, might as well make it a big one. <laughs> uh, but they do their, you know, they do their events, and their events might be smaller, but they're having great success with them. And a lot of those people said, "Hey, I'm really, really shy." Right. And when I try to help other agents that are new, and they say I can't get leads, or they're dealing with, you know, purchase leads, which are not necessarily the highest quality leads. I only like warm leads. Right. You know, that's it. Warm leads are hot leads. People that I know are people that are recommended to me. I said, well, what do you like to do? You like to bowl? I said, well, are you in a bowling league? Why don't you join a bowling league? Mm -hmm. uh, you like country music? Why don't you start a country music group page on Facebook? And I'll walk them through it and see what's comfortable for them. I mean, some of them may never want to go have an event, mm -hmm. but you can have an event virtually right. these days. And I teach them how to do that. And I'm, and I'm very happy to do it. And it gives me a lot of pleasure. And I feel proud when they're successful. Right. So you're talking about different groups of joining and different um, social media groups to create, but there's obviously, there's a lot of networking events out there and uh, just parties in general that you can go to. And I think it's always difficult for people, agents or non-agents for that matter, to figure out, well, what events do I go to? And is this going to be right for my goal? And kind of is trial and error to an extent, but do you have any tips on well, that? I, I think that in, in the beginning, you have to go to as many events as you can to find where your niche is. I think a lot of agents are in paralysis. Mm -hmm. uh, they just started their business. They may not have capital to back them up. I mean, luckily I had capital to back me up. And they're sitting on their, their sofa figuring out, well, how am I going to go get business? I say go out and go and try these different events. Go to PTA meetings, go to your, your soccer, your kid's soccer team, go to church, go to synagogue and meet people. I, you know, I remember my first transaction. Do you want to hear about that of transaction? <laughs> There's one thing I refused to do in my firm. They, had, they have phone duty. And I just did not believe in answering other agents' phone calls because that's essentially what you're doing. And there were about 30 people in my class at that time of which I think only two are in real estate right now. And they're complaining, oh, we don't have any sales. We don't have anything. I said, well, I'm going to go get my haircut. I'm going to go to the tailors. I'm going to go to the grocery store. And I'm going to get myself a client. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get past getting my haircut. Uh, so I'm a conversationalist. I like to speak with people. Even though I can be a little shy, once I get going, I get really excited. And the woman that was there said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a real estate agent. Do you have any interest in, in real estate? She said, yeah, I'd love to buy a house one day. And I said, well, when do you get off work? And she said, I get off work at 3 o'clock. I said, okay, great. Let's go look at some houses. And that's how it happened. And that's how it happened. And I had a good relationship with a lender who I've been loyal to throughout my career. And he pre-qualified her while we were in the car. And we bought a house that day. It's so interesting that you say that, though, because so many times, you know, I've had agents who say that they have to work in an office or they, they want to have the fancy, pretty office in the best location. And here I am kind of always, yeah, getting my nails done, getting mm -hmm. my hair done. I'm always working because my phone is nonstop. But people are like, how, like, do you ever work? And I look at them, you know, like they have five heads because 
I am working. It's just a different way. And I'm meeting people at the nail salon. I'm meeting people. I think everywhere. we're, I think we're very similar in that regard. I mean, in my firm, uh, the first firm I was with, you know, they were very impressed with what I was doing and they gave me an enormous office and they put great furniture in it and everything else. And I went in, I think one day mm -hmm. and then I never used it again. I just let new agents use it for the rest of the time I was with that firm because yeah. it's so restrictive to me. There's no business in the office. No. There's only what I call WSMs, whining, sniveling, malcontents. <laughs> people that are going to bring you down. And I, yeah. I just say, don't let people bring you down. Go out there and get the business. When I was in, you know, in that retail space with those top agents, they were, you know, crying me a river that they didn't have any business. Well, they were sitting on the couch talking with one another. And I went in and went out and got the business because it's just sitting there. Everyone has real estate needs. And if they don't have real estate needs, they have other needs that you can fulfill that you make yourself valuable to them. Because mm -hmm. it's a value proposition. You have to offer value to people. And then they want you in their lives. Once you're in their lives, you're their real estate agent. You might also be their therapist and, and a few Definitely other things the as well. <laughs> <laughs> Take me through a listing appointment. So how are you selling yourself? And let's say I, I know nothing about your networking events. I don't do listing appointments. You did mention that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> But let's I mean, say, okay, but listing appointment like this weekend, this weekend, come. this weekend, someone called me up, said, I'd like you to take a look at my house mm -hmm. uh, to put it up on the market. And I said on the phone, I said, well, when are we putting it on the market? Very assumptive. And uh, I just took the lockbox in my hand mm -hmm. and went up to their door. I said, hey, the first thing I need to do is put the lockbox on the door. I mean, it was mine. And this person is a sales expert, mm -hmm. you know, a nationally known sales coach. She said, you just closed me, didn't you? And I said, <laughs> always be closing and, and assume that, that you have the job until you're told otherwise. But I don't do a presentation where I show slides or tell people what I'm going to do. It's evident what I do. It's there on social media. It's there at my events. They're going to be able, in, in the case of a listing, to get massive amounts of attention for their property. Right. Has that ever hurt you? That approach ever hurt you? Because not everyone, some people, I mean... Some people have to say, well, I want to, you know, meet you and I'm meeting with other agents. Well, I've only had this, I've only interviewed against other agents once. That was it, once. And, you know, they said, I think they were going to said they were going to meet with five people. Mm -hmm. And I was like the third person. I said, well, we don't need to meet with anyone else. And I said, do you want me to call the other agents and tell them not to come for you? <laughs> and that's what I did. But I'm always assumptive that I have, that I have the listing. What's the biggest mistake you've ever made? Well, I think this is a mistake that, that everyone has. And this is a good story, too, because it just recently had a conclusion. When I first started off in real estate, I did a tremendous event. In my first three days in real estate, they covered it in the business journal. I went to a builder and I did a massive event. Mm -hmm. A thousand people showed up my first week in real estate, and it was incredible. And I got the opportunity to get tons of buyers and potential listings from doing that event. And I got this listing and they called me. They said, we loved your event. We'd love to see what you can do for our house. The market was bad. We had no comps. All we had was their appraisal. Well, we were probably about $250,000 over value. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a $850,000 listing. And I had the listing for two months and I did brokers opens and staging and whatever was avant-garde at the time. And I couldn't sell it. And after like 
two months. They gave me two months with the listing. They oh, said, geez. we want to go another way. And, you know, I terminated the listing, even though I wasn't allowed to terminate the listing with that brokerage, mm -hmm. I terminated it. And their house was on the market for another three years oh, with wow. other agents getting regularly not being sold. And they contacted me about two months ago and they said, Stephen, uh, we're putting the house back on the market again. And you're the only one who brought buyers over that period of time. You brought lots of buyers and you love the house, which I really did. I mean, mm -hmm. I considered purchasing it myself. And I said, well, who are you using as the listing agent? Well, the other guy had a really good video that had the house. So we're going to use him again. I said, can you send me the video? I looked at the video. It had 53 views in a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Well, I showed them a listing that I had that had 5,000 views in three days. Mm -hmm. And they said, we want you. And this time we're not going to fire you. And I sold the house in two months and I got them the first offer on the house. So crazy. it was like my white whale. Yeah. <laughs> and I really would have done the listing for free just to make, because I felt like as a new, as a new agent, this. they know we're very close. <laughs> I mean, I get very close with my clients, you know, I was a social worker, do a lot of handholding and you know, these are emotional transactions, but, uh, they were, they're very happy and I get the feeling of closure. That's that's such a great story. Isn't it a great story? Yeah, that's a very interesting. Steven, you've been awesome to listen to. We can go on and on with so many stories. I feel like I've learned so much. And thanks again for being here. Make sure to follow Steven, connect with him, learn more about these networking events. And thank you again for watching and listening to Sam Speaks.